Hey, John Morris here, JohnMorrisOnline.com. Welcome back to another episode. So I'm going to doe on my daughter a little bit in this one, but my daughter is is quite the trip. Uh, she's going to be two here in a couple months and way too smart for her own good. Um, she can't she can't fully talk yet, right? She's still learning how to, to say words and so forth, but she's already counting to 10. In fact, before I walked down to my office today after lunch, she decided that she needed to show me that she could count to 10. Um, so she can already count to 10. She already has the alphabet fairly memorized. I mean, not quite fully, but she's getting there. Um, and it all just sort of blows my mind. And she, she does like this little side eye thing with me that just kills me every time. It's amazing to me how much at that age, even before, like, they're still learning how to talk, how much personality they could have. And like I said, I, I know it's typical for parents to dote on their kids, but this is kind of my fourth. You know, I'm a little bit over the my kid's the most amazing kid ever thing. I've got three older boys, and they're all smart, too. Uh, my oldest is literally a rocket scientist, <laughs> or at least he's studying to be one. But her, she's light years ahead of where they were at her age. So it's really trippy for me because... I mean, again, I, I, I've raised three fairly smart boys and to watch this one be so far ahead. Now, maybe that's, maybe that's typical for girls. I don't know. This is my first girl, but it's just sort of trippy to watch. So I swear, like, I have to raise her right. I've convinced myself I have to raise her right. Otherwise, she's going to become some evil genius overlord and, and take over the world. But anyway, I bring all this up because, um, uh, uh, my wife, her mom is headed back to work. So my wife's been off for roughly the last year or so. Uh, she hasn't worked because she decided she didn't want to anymore and she doesn't need to. Um, so she has been off, especially with um, the new baby and everything and, and helping with that. And, you know, so she's been off, but she's she's kind of starting to to get bored. And so she's wanting to go back to work. So she applied for a job. She got hired. She's just kind of going through the process now. And she's even going back uh, to work here soon. And I'm really more the kid person. I'm the one that, that really loves the day-to-day -day interaction with the kids and being at home with the kids and so forth. So mom going back to work means that I get to watch my daughter full-time again. And I mean get to, not have to. I'm honestly excited about it. I have an office right now that I go down to every day to work. I have a co-working space with my brother that we're in, a little studio, that office thing that we work out of. Um, so I've been going down to that every day and I kind of missed being around, you know, being around her every day. So I'm, I'm honestly excited about it. But for me, it's moment like moments like these that are kind of surreal. It's a, a reflective experience for me. Just kind of reminding me how lucky I am to not have to send my kid off to daycare. And, and that's a big thing for me because when I was in the military, I got stationed in Texas. We did, we were, and this is when I was training troops that were deploying to Iraq and Afghanistan. And I got stationed down in Texas to do some of that down there. And my wife down there, again, sort of similar situation. She didn't need to take a job, but she was bored sort of sitting around all day. So she went and got a job and we had my 13 year old son. He's 13 year old now. Davin at that time, he was like maybe four or five years old. So we had him go into daycare and, you know, I'm really picky about, you know, the way my kids are raised and so forth. And so we did a lot of looking around to find a daycare, you know, where 
it was it was active. They were learning. You know, they weren't just yelling at the kids constantly, that sort of thing. And so we were really picky. We found one that we thought we liked. You know, they said all the right things. Uh, we went in there. It seemed like everything was on the up and up. Well, long story short, it turned out that it wasn't. I essentially went in there one day, and they were just screaming at the kids. And then I got... Um, you know, a, a friend of ours who actually started working at the daycare, she started giving us the inside scoop on how things really went down when the parents were there. And so I ended up pulling him out. I, I could tell his personality had started to change. He started to get real, he started to get kind of mean. Uh, he started to get real demanding, um, just sort of out of nowhere. And it really came from this daycare and the way they actually treated the kids there. And so, not having to send my daycare kid off to daycare is a big deal to me because I don't want them to go through that. Um, and so, again, it's just a reflective experience for me that I have a career that lets me work from home and doesn't require 14-hour days. So I can do a few hours of work, and then I can spend the rest of the day with my daughter at such a critical age. Like I can tell with her right now, it's such an important age. She's learning so much. Her personality's forming. Um, and it's just really important for me to be there to help her with that. And I can do that and still earn, you know, a six figure plus income, provide for my family, do all of that sort of stuff. So it really is, it's truly a blessing to me, but it's also not luck. I, I hate when people say that they say, Oh, I'm so lucky when they actually spent years grinding to get to where they were at. They put in a ton of work, a ton of effort, learned a bunch of stuff, did a bunch of stuff, all of that. To get to that point, it's not luck, it's work. That's what it really is. And right or wrong, that's how I feel about it. I don't feel like I got lucky. I feel blessed, but I don't feel like I got lucky because I specifically worked to build that. Many, many long nights learning how to code, you know, back when there weren't a bazillion tutorials all over the internet. You know, busting my chops, learning how to market and get clients, learning content creation back before blogging content even existed. Hell, I remember trying to do video back then. I spent weeks trying to get just one single video up on my website, trying to piece all of the different technologies and things together. You had to take a camcorder and plug it in through a fire wire, and you had to have a special hookup on your computer to, to, to be able to plug the fire wire into, and then it had to encode, in digitize over into your computer. It, it was a mess. And it took me weeks just to get one video up on my up on my website. And now I hear people say, "Oh, I'm scared in front of the camera." It's like, come on, guys, you know, <laughs> it's it's a lot easier to do all of this stuff now, and you really should take advantage of it. But ultimately, that's the whole impetus behind all of this. So that's why it's so surreal when I think about my kids and their experience and 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 what they're going through, what they're seeing. Right, seeing me working from home every day and having that experience of me being around my older boys being homeschooled, right? How's that going to shape them? I don't really know, but I hope that they learn to pursue their passion and go for it with whatever it is. Uh, that's certainly how I position it to them, uh, and so hopefully that's what they take from it. Anyway, all that passion has sort of been transferred to the people that I in interact with here. You. I went from helping, wanting to help just my mom. That was how this all started. Just wanting to help my mom. I saw her struggle every day to wanting to help every single mom out there. Every dad faced with the paradox of working hard to put food on the table, 
but miss, missing that precious time with your kids. To be able to do both. That's really the big dream. That's what I'm trying to give to anyone who sees it the way that I do, who feels the way all, uh, the way about all this that I do. Because I know not everybody does, and that's okay. If that's you, I'm not your guy. But I know that plenty do, and it's why I keep trying to teach everything that I know on everything that I know. So I say all that because hopefully it gives you some context then to understand the argument that I'm making about consulting. Right? I've long said that freelancing is one of the easiest ways to start a hustle, a side hustle that could become your main gig, the thing that you do from home and let you be with your kids and still put food on the table. Because for many people, not everybody, but many, you can simply take what you're doing now and just start doing it freelance. You already have the skill. You already can perform a, a basic sort of function. You just got to figure out how to do it freelance and how to get clients and run a business and all that side of things. So it's about as simple a transition as you can make into the business world. But I genuinely believe that consulting just might be even simpler because it's ori around, oriented around that same skill that you already have. But now instead of it being on you to deliver a project and you figuring out how to manage yourself and keep motivated when there's no boss to yell at you and all of that sort of stuff, with consulting, you just schedule meetings. You show up, help the person, and you're done. There's really no work to be done outside of the meeting. So it simplifies the whole thing, and you can just schedule meetings when it's convenient for you outside of your regular work, or your job, or your freelancing, or whatever. Just schedule the meetings when it's convenient for you, and that's it. It's super, super simple. Now, of course, the big questions are, how do I create a program that I can feel confident about, that I know will make clients happy? How do I run meetings and do it in a way that doesn't scare the crap out of me? How do I get people into the consulting program? Those are some of the big questions uh, around this approach. And so that's why I partnered with an enterprise consultant for my latest course, which is called the Kings and Queens of Consulting, because he delivers a high-end consulting product that costs millions to some of the biggest companies on the planet, Nike, Google, Amazon, Office Depot, Circle K, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he's done it for a number of years. So he knows what a good program looks like, and he'll show you how to create one. Plus, how to control even the most stubborn and pig-headed clients in a meeting. I mean, you can imagine the kind of entitled clients that he's worked clients that he's worked with in his career. And I've actually heard him. It's kind of funny to listen to. He owns the room without being mean about it. He has a way of really being firm and telling someone no or to go jump in a river without actually saying that. So it's kind of funny. But uh, again, a way of controlling meetings. Uh, that that doesn't mean you have to be a jerk about it, but puts you in control and you make sure that the clients are on task and getting uh, out of the, the the coaching or the consulting what they're supposed to. And then finally, you know, while it's not a marketing course, I am going to show you three different ways to get clients into your consulting program based on my years of selling online, including the exact method that I'll be using for my own program. So. Uh, again, going to put that in there to help with the marketing piece of things. So now look, obviously, right? Obviously, I'm biased in all this. You should understand that and you should act accordingly. But everything I do is about providing people with opportunities, pathways out of whatever crappy situation that you might be in right now. If that makes me a scoundrel or whatever word people use these days, then so be it. That, that That's fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> if that's if that's really what makes me a scoundrel, then I, I take that. Of course, maybe you're not in a bad situation. Then what I share can help you to give you more out of what you're already doing. So you should be constant, in my opinion, you should be constantly seeking ways to earn more in less time. That's like the never-ending goal. More revenue in less time equals more freedom. So again, you should always be pursuing that. Anyway, take all of that how you will. I don't expect everyone to see it how I do. Probably very few, in fact. I find most people rationalize their way into doing exactly what they've always done and then rationalize getting the same crappy results from it. So far be it for me to interrupt their fantasy, but if that's not you and you are interested in giving this consulting thing a try, then you can check out my new course. It's called The Kings of Kings and Queens of Consulting. You can find it at myjohn.us/kings. That uh, that page will detail everything that's in the course. It also has the links for the two different options, both uh, purchasing a standalone on the website or uh, getting it over on Skillshare. The course is up on Skillshare permanently, so you have permanent access to it over there. Um, and that page details those options. So again, that's myjohn.us slash kings. And I'll drop a link in the description as well. And you can figure out then after you read that page if it works out for you, if it's something that you want or not. All right, that's it. We'll talk to you next time.